We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Wednesday, the 20th day of April, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Enchin alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it's good to see you on this. Um, well, this is the day that all the weed smokers celebrate. Is It's 420. This is the day. So how are you doing today? Uh, You're not a weed smoker, so. No, uh, I am not. Um, quite thankfully, actually, that's not a yeah. world I'm no. interested in getting into no. at all. You don't, you don't want to be a part of that. Uh, but healthy and alive. Um, yeah. Unfortunate, I forgot that is uh, today. So yeah, shows how much I pay attention to it. Well, maybe Musk will make another offer today, seeing as how it's 420. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, I I didn't even click uh, when when the offer he made for Twitter was 5420 a yeah. share. Yeah. I, I was thinking that that's like a 40% increase to what the price was at the time. You know, that's how I was seeing it. I wasn't even seeing the, the meme in it. That's what I said. It was overvalued. Uh, I'd give a nickel per share. That's what I'd give. Seriously, that's that's really what I would give. Uh, that's uh, it's just it's just god awful. That should show the people in that you should see that um, their intent is not to make money like a normal business. It's about ideology. You know, some people are of the opinion. I actually heard this this morning. Some people are of the opinion that if Elon is able to do this buyout of Twitter or have some other conservative investors come in with him and buy it out and take the company private. Do you believe and this again, this is what I heard. Do you believe that it would be a massive setback for the establishment of at least five to 10 years in the realm of trying to quell free speech? No, no, I don't think it is. I, I didn't think so, so either, but I heard that and I thought that's kind of over the top. That's uh, a bit over the top. That is that is really wishful thinking. Uh, the, the thing is, is they already have their narratives that they want and need. Twitter is still going to even if Elon Musk goes in and um, is able to buy out Twitter, it's still going to be a haven for the left leaning ideologies uh, as it is now. You're just going to have a little bit more. Uh, well, you're going to have some other ideas there as well, potentially. You're still going to run into the same problem that we're running into as far as the, the Western world is concerned. The conservative-minded individuals, um, you're not going to see many of them on Twitter. You know why? They got other things they're doing. They got businesses they're running. They got yeah. other things that, that they have families. It, it, they have more important things to do than to sit on Twitter all day. Like the like the basement warriors that we see yeah, they from don't the work. left. They don't work. They're paid by Soros yeah. and, and those types yeah. and those foundations. They they don't work. Um you know, I I heard into that to that argument, I actually I, I heard this something similar. Somebody was talking about uh, the school boards. The reason that our local politics and, and our local school systems have gone to hell is because of that reason right there. 
Conservative people have not cared. They've sat back and they're busy doing whatever it is they're doing. They're raising their kids or they're uh, watching football or, or NASCAR or whatever it is they're doing. And I'm not criticizing that. I'm just saying, in general, we've neglected our civic duty. So as a result, you haven't run for school board. I'm not saying that about everybody, but a large majority of people haven't run for school board. So as a result of that, these radical left-wing Marxist types have gotten onto the school boards. And they've taken over the school boards. And now they're putting your children through indoctrination and through hell that will screw them up for the rest of their natural lives. I, I would go a step further and say it's not just the school boards. It's also the teacher unions that and the is schools part of the problem. That teach the and teachers. The schools, yeah. And yeah. So even if that's that's one of the arguments in all of this is that even if you're a good teacher, and you don't teach any of these Marxist ideas, and you're you're trying to legitimately uh, uh, better the kids, prepare them for the future, right? If you're paying your teacher union dues, you're part of the problem because the teacher unions is, it's just a massive dump of money that they take and put into these ideologies, into these, uh, teaching these different programs and whatnot. I was showing you that, um, here a couple of weeks ago, well, it's about a week and a half, um, here in my town, the college that's here, they uh -huh. had a drag queen story hour. Yeah, yeah. For uh, what was it like? Two year olds to eight year olds was the target audience. Oh. You know the the place where they pulled a gun on a, a city council member for a mask mandate. You know that same yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. They uh, yeah, and nobody. <laughs> as far as I know, there was nothing. No protests. No, I've not heard of anything in in retaliation to that, if you will, or standing up against that. Being that part of the country and the way that people have the mindset there, as you were just saying, I mean, it wasn't even a mask mandate. I remember it was a talk of a mask mandate. It wasn't even a full mandate. Yeah. And the council member yeah. had a firearm pulled on him in a parking lot within what, like an hour or something like that. And then the, the, yeah, the talk of the mask like mandate was rescinded immediately. Yeah. Yeah. They later did do kind of a, yeah, they, a, they did something. a sort of a mask mandate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but I I find it very interesting that that happened. Yet this other one goes down without a hitch. I mean, I figured it would be the typical stereotype of you know everybody in the back of the pickup truck with shotguns shows up. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that kind that's, of stuff. I mean, that that happens down there in in that part of the country. That's just the way that it is. That's honestly what I expected when you start going after kids like this. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 honestly what I expected. But uh, you said it went down without a hitch. Yeah, I haven't seen any news anywhere that uh, says otherwise. So hmm. unfortunate. So getting back to this Twitter thing, Jack Dorsey, what side is Jack Dorsey playing? Because here's a guy, and we were discussing this last night after, after we went offline. Here's a guy who was running Twitter one day. He's the CEO. He's sitting in front of Congress. He's, uh, he's being asked all these questions, which quite frankly meant nothing. And he's censoring people. He was responsible for the big bans that came through. That's when Trump got banned, Limbaugh and, and all these other people, these big conservative pundits. They all got banned the same day. And Dorsey was at the CEO's office when that was going on. He was the CEO. Now, all of a sudden, he's not. I don't know the circumstances surrounding that. Maybe we just didn't pay attention to it. And he just faded off into the distance. But what happened? And and now he comes out and it's like it's almost like he's got this um, this come to Jesus moment uh, or, or whatever. He's on the road to Damascus or something of that nature. I'm just trying to make an analogy here. And he says, you know, I'm kind of responsible for the current state of the Internet. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. And now he's coming out going after CNN at the same time, saying that he literally watched CNN 
manufacture the news when it came to the Ferguson riots. So what side is he playing? And and more more to the point, I actually believe that, and, and I heard this reported by many people before, but um, when Veritas did that piece on him about the internal company meetings, a lot of people were speculating at that time that he was being pressured by somebody, as in they had something on him or he was being blackmailed or, or something to that effect. There was something else, and we don't know what it is, it's sheer speculation, but there's something else that was going on behind the scenes with Dorsey when he was the CEO of Twitter, which is what made him do those things or allow those things to happen by having this this platform uh, twisted and, and re shaped into this uh, th- this echo chamber of just uh, circular logic, uh, just this insanity. So, I mean, it is a it is a, a it is a woke stronghold, for lack of a better phrase. That's what it is. So what what side do you think Dorsey's playing? What, what do you think he's up to? Do you think that he's legit this time? Or was there something else more nefarious, do you think, that was going on behind the scenes when he was at Twitter? Or do you agree with both sides of that argument? It's tough to say because I don't know the guy personally, but... He seems to be more of um what I have seen, he's kind of a libertarian in a sense, in his own ideologies, which was kind of baffling given his stances with Twitter and whatnot. So part of me, I would not be surprised if he is just, well, let's put it this way. Uh, I'll give you an example of another CEO. Donald Trump was viewed as a alpha male CEO, right? Uh-huh. Entertainer um, guy, yeah, big P.T. Yeah. Barnum yeah, kind yeah. of thing, yeah, big, big lights. Get and, her done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. B- yeah. big lights mm-hmm. and fireworks and all kinds of stuff and flashing lights and yeah. everything, yeah. yeah. Big entertainer. So when it came down to push came to shove and you see the behind the scenes, he's a beta male. He's not an alpha male. It's all show. Um, when you when you look at the the COVID, uh, how everything, and if you're a Trump supporter, you're probably going, you're, you're squirming in your chair right now. Uh, because if you look at how things went with COVID, why did he allow uh, Fauci and Burks both to be on stage, basically overtaking him in the amount of airtime? Why did he allow them to go up there? And then when he said, yeah, we're going to open up by, you know, Easter and it didn't happen. And Fauci and Burks kept doubling down and doubling down. Why didn't he fire the two of them? Why didn't he go after them? And in fact, we had Scott Atlas in there uh, quoting the data. And basically, according to him, Trump liked the infighting and he didn't take a strong hand when it came to stuff behind the scenes. Now, looking at Dorsey, I think it, it could be another situation like that. Maybe he's just another beta male that doesn't have any stones about him. And they basically had him by, let, let's say he had an affair or he some kind of, I'm I don't sure know, crypto married, dealings or. I'm not sure he's married. Uh, yeah, but, but it's, yeah, they use it. Yeah, they use it. Yeah, they still use it. You know, there, there could be a number of things. Maybe he was involved with the Epstein thing. I mean, there's a number of things that could be involved there that they're trying to dangle over him and use. It could just simply be, this is his money cow and he didn't want to lose it. I mean, it could just simply be as that. You fall on the sword, ban all these people, you'll get a nice payout, and then you're going to ride off into the sunset kind of thing. Yeah. So it, it could have just been, this This might not be his stance at all. And his stance is really libertarianism. He, he doesn't like what's going on. And at the same time, maybe this was a scenario of he went along because he had no choice and he, he he's has a grudge towards them now. And now he's going on a... A, a light scorched earth policy. I mean, kind of a, a I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And at the same time, he could just be a Trojan horse. 
he could be he sold into the whole ideology mm-hmm. and it's just playing it up to try to you know yeah get other yeah. people on the side if you will yeah you know uh great points by the way you think that there are people that are still on the uh the trump train i can't believe how many people are out there supporting this guy newsweek yeah. has done a piece on this you, you're not gonna believe this i i saw this this morning and i thought what are you serious news newsweek did a piece on this it's called dark maga have you heard of this? Dark MAGA. These are people that want a Trump rebrand for 2024 for him to go all in on getting rid of the whole drain the swamp agenda, you know, fire everybody and and just start shutting things down and slamming the chains down on everything and, and shutting it all down, going after the woke corporations and everything else. That's not the point. Okay. That Yeah, you, you can promote that all day long. I'm still not on board with that. I don't like the person that would be doing it. That's my problem. The person that would be at the head of whatever that agenda would be is the person that has allowed us to be in this position we're in now. My problem with Donald Trump and the deal breaker for me with Donald Trump, I like the whole idea of what he represented. I I love that. I love the fact that here's an outsider that's all about taking care of our own first. I love that idea. We're going to take care of our own first. Sorry, rest of the world. We'll get back to you. We're busy. But this whole thing with this uh, this jab, people died. I know people that are not here anymore. People died because they were either lied to, coerced, or, or, or whatever, misinformed. And he's out there promoting this as a good thing. Even now, he's doing that. We just played a clip of him, what was it, last week? He's still saying it. Yep. I am not okay with that. I am not on board with that. I want no part of that. None whatsoever. I will not cheer at some event or or some speech or whatever. He finally got around to acknowledging the fact that there are prisoners being held without charge, without bail for January 6th. He finally got around to acknowledging that they actually exist. They are in those positions in that jail because... They did what he asked them to do. I can't support that. Jurisprudence has been stomped all over. How can we have an agenda that we can all unite behind when everything that it stands for at its core is based on hypocrisy and lies? You can't. It's just not possible. And I will not support that. I won't do it. I just will not do it. So Newsweek can write whatever in the hell they want. I don't care. MAGA, dark, man, whatever. You write whatever you want, whatever propaganda piece you want. I really don't care. Quick note real quick. I just uh, I thought this was interesting yeah, go ahead. Uh, to note. Uh-huh. There was a um, uh, South Carolina, I think it was, had a shooting over the weekend. Nine people were shot. Yeah, at a mall. I heard about it. Uh, at a mall. Yeah. Um, that dude was uh, released on a $25,000 bail and he was uh-huh. not allowed to go to the mall. That, that's uh-huh. all it was. Oh, he, so he shot slap, nine people. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. Now, you were at January 6th, and you were a misdemeanor trespass. You're still in jail. No bail. And you've been in jail for over a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that a great system we have? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you, you, you asked the question, if I know people that still support... I actually talked to somebody here the other day, uh, younger, uh, but still old enough to vote. Uh-huh. Um I brought up the thing uh, about Trump and they're, they're a Trump supporter. I said, uh, you know, I, I all for what he did with uh, getting out of uh, wars. I'm all for the economy stuff that he did. You know, he did he did good by us. Uh, mm-hmm. But then I said, uh, but do you look at what he did with the pandemic? And that alone is enough to say, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. You're not all of what you said you were, all of what you, you claim to be. And that that when I... <laughs> 
when I, I kind of jokingly said that uh, you're probably squirming in your chair, they were squirming when I was saying that. It made really? them uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. So I, I, I couldn't tell if it was an uncomfortable like, oh, you're you're one of those like leftist. Because clearly, if you're not going to vote for Trump when when, you know, that comes around, um, clearly the only other option you have is you're going to vote on the left. I might actually consider it uh, being as, you know, it's two years out. Maybe I will vote left. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, I may vote for the acceleration of the uh, judgment of this place. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, it, it does something make about some a of glass of lemonade and some popcorn or something. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be kicked back in my chair watching everything burn with a glass of lemonade and some popcorn. And yeah. uh huh, yeah. Um, so with uh, okay, all right. I, I don't want to talk about Trump anymore. I'm I'm just I'm done with that whole thing. I, I always say that every time it's brought up. And you know what? I have to sit here and talk about it even just a little bit because I, I can't believe there are people that still support this. Where we, given where we are now, really, really, I mean, I'm not criticizing somebody for their political standpoint. People have to believe in something. Okay, I, I get it. I, I truly get it. But at the end of the day, let's be honest. If you don't believe in yourself, how can you believe in someone else? The belief in something starts with you, and then it goes out to other people. If we believed in ourselves then we wouldn't have this problem that we're currently in. And if we could deal with this problem that we're currently in, then we can solve these problems at the local level. Tip O'Neill, all politics are local. Remember that. You're a little more gracious than I would be. Um, I, I am not above criticizing you for your politics. If you're okay. if you're on board with this transgender leftist teaching sex ed to kids that are in, you know, first grade or whatever it is that Younger you're trying that. to do or gender Younger fluid, you know, fluidity, all of that stuff, I will criticize the hell out of you uh, because, yeah, you're you're you're, you're okay. part of the problem. I wasn't equating that to politics, but apparently it's become that these days, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 It's, well, even it's still, like. Agenda. I was talking more along the lines of a candidate, as in people are looking for the white shining knight. That's the point I was trying to make. If you can't, if you can't, like in a discussion, if you can't defend your, your, your belief in a candidate or whatever, your stance with the candidate, then I won't necessarily criticize you for that. Well, I don't know if you voted for like a Hillary Clinton, I might actually criticize you for that one because come on, she's corrupt. Like you're, you're claiming that Trump is corrupt and yet you voted for a Biden who is far more corrupt. The entire family is far more corrupt. If you think Trump was corrupt and they went through how many FBI investigations because of the Russia allegations and everything, and they found nothing, do you think if they would have found a hair out of place, he would have been under arrest and they couldn't even find that. So no, uh, and Hillary, it's so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll criticize people for but when it comes this well, yeah 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 two right. scoops, well, I, I believe two yeah. scoops <laughs> two scoops yeah <laughs> two scoops fun yeah no i i get it i get it but like i said I, I was looking at it from the aspect of people are looking for someone to fix their problems they just want to be able to go to the ballot box they want to check the box they want someone else to do it and they want to be able to go back to their walmart shopping they want to go back to their football they want to go back to their baseball their nascar and everything else they don't want to deal with it that was my point is the belief system has to come from within you believe in yourself anything's possible that includes fixing the political nightmare that we're all living through speaking of this you, you mentioned two i love that two scoops biden i love that two scoops of ice cream two scoops biden 
uh, he was talking to Zelensky and he was asked for help by Zelensky. Zelensky wants his help. And so Biden obliged. He said, okay, we'll send over the best we've got. And so they sent over MSNBC analyst Malcolm Nance. You know, this is the guy. This, this, if you can see the look on Bruce's face right now, this is the guy yeah. that said that the reason that the Russians were trying to commandeer the Chernobyl nuclear plant was because it powered all of North Central Ukraine. Think about that for just a minute. <laughs> Think about that. And Malcolm Nance is now in Ukraine. Uh, he has joined the fight over there. As a matter of fact, they put him up there on MSNBC. He was on uh, Joy Reid's readout, uh, and he did an interview with her. Uh, and he is standing there in looks to be full. You saw the, uh, the you saw the, the the video there. Looks to be full kit. Uh, a Kalashnikov. Mm -hmm. uh, he's even got on, on his on his uh, uh, on his his uh, bulletproof vest. He's even got a Ukraine flag, an American flag. His name, you know, the name tape, and it appears to be what looks like one of those keep calm slogans. I can't tell what it is, but that's what it appears to be. Do you take this guy seriously? Uh, defined seriously. Um, so my, my, my first question in all of this is, uh, uh, when, when this was, we were going over the video, is he really there? Uh, and it does look like he's actually literally there because one yeah, of the TikTok there. videos that they did, uh, they were actually being bombed during the TikTok video. Yeah. Quite the character, it seems like. So he, he's quite the character. Um, I, I would think this would be... An act of war, sending over an American, and he's clearly kitted out for um, war. Now you can see it right there. He's got the AK slung across his chest. Now I don't know if there's a magazine in it because obviously his hands are covering it up. But he's in he's in full garb, like he's ready to go. Oh, there's a magazine. Yeah, I see the magazine right there, right there on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this could just be for show. You know, having the magazine and everything, and uh, or the gun on him. It could just yeah. be for show. Um, but, uh, there's no identifiers on him that says he's press that I'm seeing. Nope. Um, he would be mistaken for an actual soldier in the field. Yeah. And, and where it says Nance, other... that's where it should say press. He should have a big, he should uh -huh. have a big, uh, uh, name tape across his chest and across his back that says press. They're all specifically, even the Russian media outlets that are in there, they're all specifically marked that way. And look at his, look at his room. He's got full that's... kit in his room. Yeah, he's got, and it's not just his. That that looks like multiple. Yeah, yeah. There's multiple helmets there, multiple duffel bags of kit. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it just it, it it seems like if you're sending if you're sending sending agents over there to fight for another country like that, they're not going to have identifiers that tie them to the U.S. You're you're not going to have anything there. You know, plausible deniability, right? No, even the contractors they're, aren't they're, marked. Yeah, and they're not. Uh, he he's blatantly marked there so yeah uh, i don't know what the game is there i have no idea uh but anyway yeah they they sent him i mean can you bruce it, you're in the middle of a war zone and you're asking the u.s for help this is this is who we send this is this is our like <laughs> this is our best soldiers this guy that's who we send over we send a correspondent from msnbc nance was dressed in military garb as we said holding a rifle and said that he joined, listen to this, joined Ukraine's International Legion about a month ago to offer his skills 
and help fend off what he calls Russia's war of extermination. Nance said that he has friends in the Ukrainian army from the Donetsk region and parts of Donbass, parts of the Donbass, where Russia's military is now focusing its campaign, writing that they were under siege and did not expect to survive. Nance, actual quote, says, the more I saw the war going on, the more I thought I'm done talking. All right. It's time to take action here. It's kind of like Sean Penn. Yes, it's kind of like Sean Penn. He said, you know what? He's had enough. He's had enough. He's now seriously considering taking up arms against Russia by himself if he has to. I don't know the policy on this, but I do believe that when you go and you fight in a foreign country for another army as a citizen, I do believe that's illegal, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I mean, technically contractors do it all the time. So, I mean, they do, but they're under they're under a contract. They're they're more like they're, they're working for a private company. Nance is not working for a company. He's actually joined a foreign legion. You can't just go and join like, say, for example, the French Foreign Legion. It's now under the, it's it's different now, but it's it, it's under the French government. But when you go to them, at least this is how it used to be. When you go to them, and Marty will tell you this when he comes on this week, we can talk a little bit about it. When you go to them, they don't want to know anything about you. You surrender everything when you get there. At least this is how it used to be. I don't know if it's this way anymore, but you used to surrender things. You, you would surrender yourself as in your life, your identity, everything. You would turn over everything to the French Foreign Legion. And you would be at the end of your tour, whatever it is, I think it's like five years, or at least it used to be. At the end of that five years, you were offered, you can take a French citizenship, full French citizenship, no questions asked, or you can get your old life back. They'll give you a new identity, new name, new everything. You can start over. But you're starting over as a French citizen. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying this is the same thing, of course, but uh, this is um, when you join a, an international legion like this. I mean, I, I'm sorry, there's there's got especially if you're a U.S. citizen and they don't they don't take any of that stuff, you know, as in like they don't take your documents and there's no plan or anything like that. I mean, it's it's not exactly like you're disappearing is my point. You're doing this almost publicly and he's now publicly announced it. So I, I don't know. I just I, I think the whole thing's just a bad idea. Yeah, it, it's, a, I, it's I an don't international know. Nightmare. It is uh, because here's the other thing is I, I think they're 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 wanting active like open war with Russia. They being the elite, they're they're kind of they're they're edging towards it with this stuff. They 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 keep slowly heading that direction. And I I think as they continue doing this stuff, and more of this comes out that you know you you have American citizens that are joining Ukrainians fighting in this. The Russians see this uh, media as well. They they see this happening. Do you think they're going to be pleased with this information? They're going to be happy that American citizens are joining the fight. I mean, it, it's going to come back and bite the the Biden administration in the ass. Uh, and I'm just concerned that it's you know the I don't know if the Russians are crazy enough to use nuclear weapons. I don't know. Uh, Putin is a bit of a wild card. That is a serious concern at the moment. And you pointed out yesterday after we went off uh, after we went off uh, offline, you said that at least. The nuclear bombers that the Russians used, at least one of them was spotted over Ukraine, yes? So they had a, um, a nuclear bomber, a refueling aircraft, and four fighter jets escorting, uh, and they flew low over Ukraine. And, and when, I, when I say they flew low, it was so low that you can very clearly make out, like, if, if those fighter jets were to have uh, been flying upside down, you could have probably made out the, the pilot inside of the cockpit that that's how low they were flying in the in the, the photographs so uh it, it was it was a show basically they were they were making it uh, you know kind of saber rattling but the thing is is 
if Russia, if if America gets involved with this, Russia, I mean, it could very well hit Washington D.C. or New York or something like that. You know, I mean, it or even something on the West Coast. Uh, it they've they've already flown in nuclear bombers into our airspace in the United States, in haunting Alaska, us. Yeah. Yeah, in Alaska, yeah. we've had to escort. So, I mean, we've had several incursions over the last few years, actually, uh, on American soil. But remember, Bruce, they didn't sell us Alaska. They just leased it to us. Right, right. Yeah. The Canadian government made an announcement today. They said that they are no longer, as a country, they're no longer able to fend off the Russians taking over parts of the territory above the Arctic Circle. Yeah, I'm Honestly, I'm not surprised in any of this because... Um, I, I think both of our militaries have become heavily woke, and I don't know that they're legitimately capable of fending off against those. Bruce, how can you say that against someone like General Milley? How can you say that? <laughs> how can you how can you say that? People like Lloyd Austin, what's wrong with you? People like that directing our uh, our military. You got guys like Malcolm Nance over on the ground firsthand in Ukraine. We saw the video, man. That, is that not cringeworthy? The the TikTok video from NBC News is that, that not cringeworthy? That was that was cringe cringeworthy. He he's he's an interesting fellow, uh, I will say. Um He's quite yeah. something. Russia has warned of unpredictable consequences. Didn't I say this yesterday? Russia has warned of unpredictable consequences over arms shipments to Ukraine. You see, they said that in Moscow and it wasn't picked up here. So they had their office of foreign minister, whatever it is they have that's still an office that's usable in the United States. They said it there. They had them make a statement about it saying, hey, you might want to pay attention to what we're telling you. Do you think the mainstream media picked that up? No, no, of course not. They still ignored it. We're sending $800 million shipments to Ukraine now, what, every week in uh, in, in whatever these aid packages or, or arms shipments or whatever in the hell. Um, everybody's shipping weapons and supplies into Ukraine, which uh, mostly NATO countries, I might add. And uh, you've got Russia saying, and basically, they're saying they're going to shoot down anything that goes in there. Unpredictable consequences. What do you think that means? You made a point yesterday, Bruce, about we were, we were talking about uh, military contractors and things like that uh, and the contract companies. Who's using the rail lines to send that stuff in there? Who's using the I mean, all the hardware that we're pulling out of Germany to put into Poland on the Polish border with Ukraine. How's that being moved? Who's paying for that? And who owns the stuff, the the rail lines and whatnot? Because, you know, we, we talk about um, the the uh, military complex, right? That it, this is part of it. Who 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 has the transportation that's being used here? You know, is it is it going to be some Rockefeller or is it going to be like a Gates or something like that that owns this? Warren Buffett or something? Possibly. Who knows? Warren Buffett, you know, Santa Fe Railway. Who do you think runs the railway systems throughout Canada and into the United States that carry the oil? Keystone makes sense now. Russia's embassy in Washington warned the State Department this week that continued shipments, uh, hear me, continued shipments of weapons to Ukraine from U.S. and NATO could cause unpredictable consequences. The diplomatic note dated Tuesday was delivered in the same week that President Biden announced $800 million in additional military aid to Ukraine, including heavy weapons and Soviet-made Mi-17 helicopters. In the document, a copy of which was reviewed by the Washington Post, you know, the Washington Post, yeah, that one, Russia called on the U.S. and its allies to, quote, stop the irresponsible militarization of Ukraine, which implies unpredictable consequences for regional and international security. You know, if I had 
NATO knocking on my door, I would want to pay very close attention to those those words of warning. That's just me. This is exactly like me. Uh, uh, OK, here's an example. Bruce, I'm going to come down. I'm going to move in on your front lawn. OK, I'm not going to ask your permission. I'm just going to move in there. I'm going to set up shop. I'm going to set up, uh, you know, I'm going to build myself a little wooden shack there, you know, a little mini log house or whatever on your front lawn without your permission. Right. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to have people over. I'm going to be uh, bringing in all kinds of stuff that I want to, you know, reinforce my position for. I'm going to be bringing in, I, I don't know, uh, more people, bring some people over, have a good time kind of stuff, you know, officials that I can rely on, you know, trusted people that I trust. Now, mind you, this is on your front lawn without your permission. And when you come out of your house every day, I'm going to uh, point a gun at you. Okay. Now I'm not going to pull the trigger, but I'm going to point a gun at you. And I'm going to say, I'm here now and I'm not moving. I don't care what you say. And so I follow you all the way off of your property until you leave. And then when you come back, I'm going to be there. And that's where I'm going to stay. And maybe a time or two, I might just punch you in the nose just because I feel like it. Now, like using- cut off your electricity or, you know, <laughs> yeah. those kind of things. Yes, yes, yeah. that, that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, no, yeah. by the way, I'm actually going to use that too while I'm there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. oh, and one other thing, uh, I'm going to build a lab uh, on your front lawn too. I'm going to develop biological weapons there. I mean, I really don't care what you, what you have to say about it. That's what I'm going to do. Now, using that metaphorical situation that I just laid out there, how are you going to react to that? What would the what would the normal reaction to something like that be? Well, there would be a few new uh, spots in the in the fields that are uh, just earth's been disturbed. You see my point, though. That's exactly what they're doing here. Yeah. That is exactly yeah. what they're doing. The U.S. and NATO are behaving like what I said that I would be doing on Bruce's front lawn. That's how they're behaving. That's exactly what they're doing. Anyway, boy, these people are sick. They, they, they're just, they're, they're insane. So the mainstream media, they're not going to pick any of that stuff up, right? They're not going to tell that story. They're not going to discuss anything like that. They're not going to talk about uh, what the Russian embassy said. None of that. They're not going to tell you that. CNN Plus certainly isn't going to tell you about it. I know we talked about CNN Plus the other day, but there's a little bit of a problem with CNN Plus. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, which is the parent company that decided they were going to put $400 million into launching the network, has suspended all external marketing spending for CNN Plus, and it's laid off CNN's longtime chief financial officer as it weighs what to do with the subscription streaming service moving forward. It's almost like people don't care about what you're news network has to say you know it's almost like here's a thought sorry it's kind of going back a little bit to the russia situation do you guys remember what happened i don't know maybe what 80 years ago uh well it's been a little longer than that uh back when we were shipping weapons and resources to other countries that were fighting do you remember what happened it's called pearl harbor happened and we got sucked into a war Doing the same things we were doing now, we're doing now, uh, arms dealing, uh, giving out resources and whatnot to countries that were in war. And uh, Japan didn't like it at the time and bombed us, trying we, to bring us into submission. And we sanctioned their oil. We cut their oil off. Well, yeah, that too. And we're kind of doing that as well. Huh, interesting. Uh, with Russia. So when Russia comes in and says, uh, you guys are, you guys are kicking the bear, um, you know, that that's not that's not gone well for us in the past. We we got pulled into wars, and you know, I, I think that's what they want. I think they want us to be in another war, another conflict. I, I don't think that it's going to work this time, though. The people don't want it. The people have to be lied and tricked into war. Even Julian Assange said that before he was thrown in prison, before he was thrown into Belmarsh. Uh, but people that's have what to be doing to us. 
Well, that's exactly what they're doing to us. But it's uh, the, the thing is, is that we're being well. That's what it is. We're being lied to. And we're being tricked into it because we're only allowed to see one agenda. It's whatever agenda they're feeding everybody. Everybody is uh, Putin bad. Whatever. I mean, the, hell, the German government today is actually telling people to take less showers to fight Putin. Are you kidding me? Who the hell are these jokers? Who writes this crap? I want to know what sick behavioral psychologists you have behind the scenes that are writing this stuff. That's what I want to know. Because if this were the 1950s, these people would be taken away by people in white coats. They would be put into straitjackets. They would be thrown into a padded room and they would be screaming for the rest of their natural lives while being whacked out on Thorazine half the time. That's how insane these people are. That's how sick these people are. You know, I always heard that the reason that psychologists are psychologists is because they're trying to self-analyze their own insanity. That's why they become psychologists, because they need to figure out what's wrong with them. I've heard that many times. I'm starting to believe it over the last two years we've uh, seen all this insanity. These people that are running the asylum are the inmates. That's the problem. That is the problem. And it's the same thing with this agenda here is it, it's all and you pointed it out in the early days. It's all the same script. It's just they change players and, and change character. You know, they, ch they change the cast here and there. It's all the same script on, on all these agendas that they play. It all seems to be the same thing. It's a flailing at the end of the day, isn't it? That's what it is. The system's dying. The old system's dying. It's a flailing. And they're tr like, th this is what happens when, when you're at cult level. And when I when I, and I literally mean cult level, don't tell me these mass Nazis aren't cult members. That's what they are. The vaccine stuff. All oh, that's a cult. That is a cult. 110 percent. We actually did a podcast on that. The cult of covid. That's what we call it, I think. Go look at the comparisons of that. It's frightening. But everything that goes with it, all of the denial of things, all of the affirmations of things, creating a new group, creating a new set of core values, creating a new language, wokeness, sound familiar? If you're not woke, then, well, you're a crazy, I don't know, racist, bigot, xenophobe, homophobe, transphobe, whatever. Pick your phobe. They love labeling you everything that they are not. So a federal judge in America decides we're not going to do that mask mandate any longer. Well, it's nice to know, I don't know, two and a half years into this. Why didn't you do that in the first early days, judge? I mean, I appreciate your ruling, but you're day late and a dollar short. OK, as we like to say. But since that happened, since that happened, my God, there are some unhinged loonies that have just gone off the rails. They've gone off the deep end with it. I've got here the five most unhinged responses from these lefty loons on Twitter, right? These are the people that don't want the mask mandates to end, right? And you wonder why they're concerned about Elon taking over Twitter's because these people right here would be laughed out of existence. That's why. But at the same time, Bruce, I think I also I, I can't dismiss your argument. People are too busy. They're not going to sit there on Twitter every day, all day. I think the platforms are already dead, to be honest. The Twitter stock is in the tank already, so it's Facebook. I think they're dead. I think the whole idea of it is just uh, it's, it's dead on its face. The five most unhinged responses. Listen to this. Today, these are verified accounts, okay? These, uh, I'm not making this up. Today, a federal judge called it overreach for U.S. health officials to require masks on airplanes and other public transit. And no matter how you feel about masks, you should be really, really concerned that the courts are effectively taking power away from the federal government. So I thought that I would take a pause here in between each one and let you criticize <laughs> each response that these lunatics have given. Yeah, that one that one's actually funny in a in a constitutional republic where the state has more power than the federal government. You know, when you look at the constitution, really the only thing that the government has power over is the power of the purse and military engagements uh and also foreign trade, you know, that kind of stuff, setting up foreign trade. 
That's about all the government has power over. Federal government has power over. Whereas the state has power over everything else. Everything not given to the federal government is given to the state. So kind of, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's kind of, um, you know, having a state judge say, uh-huh. yeah, that, that kind uh-huh. of fits that standard. So just so you're aware, wonderful criticism, especially given who this person is. This is uh, Lindsay Sabadosa, and she is a progressive Democrat from the state of New Hampshire, and she's a state legislator. If I if I remember right, the judge that ruled this was unconstitutional was a judge in Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so why does a legislature in another state have any business critiquing, criticizing, or or whatnot of something of Florida? They don't seem to mind too much when a single federal judge overrules an executive action of, say, when Donald Trump was in office. They don't seem yeah. to mind that. They didn't care at all. It, when when they said that uh, the rulings that Trump had, you know, we wanted to to crack down on on illegal immigration, and then you had the 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 ban that they called it, and then the, a federal judge said, "No, you can't do that." Oh no, that was that was fine. That's great. But now, when it's their narrative, it's a threat to democracy. You see. I, I love the threat to democracy. That's that's hilarious. Uh, the German health minister today said that we can't let Elon Musk. <laughs> Seriously, a, a health minister in a foreign country is actually. Let me let me pull the tweet. Uh, where was it? Here it is. He says it would be a massive loss of credibility if Elon Musk bought Twitter. The commercialization of the internet also endangers democracy because trust in the independence of news is dwindling. No, actually, the trust in the independence of news is is actually growing. It's just it's dwindling in the mainstream media. So independent outlets like I, I don't know, p- pick your favorite one. I don't care. They're actually growing because we're telling the truth. We're, we're actually telling people what's going on. We're breaking down the events of the day, whereas people on television, they're not doing that. They're giving you a skewed vision of some concocted reality that they've put together that's manufactured for you to believe in. It's not real. None of that is real. It's all fake. A good example of independent news is, um, well, us. Uh, we don't get any kind of uh, government funding or, uh, you know, like the CNNs or the MSNBCs and those like us, the podcasts that are out there that are, that are doing this. And you, you have other big companies that are effectively just, you know, podcasters, basically. I mean, that, that's most of independent news now is they're basically podcasters. They, they do have radio shows that are nationwide, some of them, but still. Yeah, but even so, the, the larger ones, as in like when I say the large ones, I'm talking about the ones that they've put all kinds of money into. They don't have a following. They, they really don't. I was talking to you last night. I was looking at the metrics of <clears throat> the Michelle Obama podcast, You know, the one that they put $100 million into to build. No one listens to it. Subscriber count. Take a listen. Subscriber count. 2,900 subscribers. The podcast has been active since September of 2020. How many downloads do you think they have for that podcast? Now, mind you, this is the former first lady of the United States. You'd think that she would have a large following. Was the most voted for administration in American history twice, apart from Biden, which beat him out, right? Apart from the Biden administration, most voted for guy in U.S. history. An old white guy. Yeah. You would think that she would have a lot of downloads, right, on a podcast like that. A lot of downloads. $100 million. Do you have any idea what we could do with $100 million around here? $100 million. They have less than 10,000 downloads. You put $100 million into a podcast, no one listens to it. Number two on the unhinged responses. Again, verified account. 
I'll tell you who the individual is after. The odd thing about my being disappointed in United Airlines dropping its mask mandate is how many people who claim to love kids are totally cool with this, meaning that a small number of babies will die of COVID when we're weeks away from a vaccine for all ages over six months. Now, you might be thinking, what kind of twisted individual has their head screwed on sideways to come up with a statement like that? Well, the gentleman's name is Dr. Jeremy Faust. He's an ER physician. Yeah, I'm sorry. At that point, I don't even know. Like, if it was life-threatening and I'm bleeding out, I don't even know that I want him. I, I, at that point, I'm just like, just let me go at that point. I, I don't even want you touching me. If, if, you're, if you're so, you're denying the science. Uh, okay, the least vulnerable is of that age group that he just listed there. Um, if you're under the age of 18, effectively, you're immune to it. You may get sick, you may get sniffles, you may get whatever. The the hospitalization rate and death rate of that age group is almost zero. Statistically, it is zero. Uh, but um, yeah, um, if I found out that that happened... Mm-hmm. Now, just so we, just we, we have to we have to tell the listener what it is that we're looking at while you while you made that point there, you said you'd rather bleed out. This is why I had to pull this. This is a notice from uh, this is from Australia. This is from health.gov.au. That's where this came from, from their official website. It says vaccines may also be administered opportunistically while patients are undergoing sedation for unrelated procedures. If, uh, if I consent. was, <laughs> if I was made aware of that happening, at, let, if I, whatever the, whatever it is, I would have, I would immediately call for the doctor in there and very calmly, very, very, very calmly just say, Hey, can I talk to the doctor, please? That did the operation. And he would need an ER visit after I'm done with him. I like how you say that I'm the eloquent one. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Well, I'm the eloquent one. <laughs> I, I, I just, medical malpractice like that that like <laughs> taking away his license is that is meaningless when it comes to that no no that's not enough he needs to not be able to work again period yeah. Yeah. is my opinion on that yeah well anybody and I, I whoever has a medical license and does that I, i'm sorry no you you go to prison for that, that that's that's what you I'm, do i'm not a good enough christian yet to uh you know the bible says avenges his mind says the lord i'm not a good enough christian yet to fully commit to that. I'm not there yet. We're getting there. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> Work in progress. Number three, one of my patients, another doctor, right? This is another verified doctor named Amani uh, Jump Hector. One of my patients tearfully told me that she's canceling her flight to her daughter's outdoor wedding on Saturday. It's wild. Some people's mild discomfort while wearing a mask is more important than immunocompromised people's ability to live through a pandemic. You know, much like I'm not willing to capitulate to the um, transgender, LGBT, IQ, whatever. I'm not willing to capitulate to them. They're a very small portion of the population. Same thing with immunocompromised. There, there's an element of risk that is involved. If you're going to take a flight, sorry. I mean, that, that's one of the risks that you... But all of that aside... <laughs> Looking at the airline's uh, filtration systems that they have there, that is better than a mask is going to, uh, like the, the little cloth, crappy surgical masks that everybody wears. Yeah, that th- their filtration system will, will catch more than what that mask will catch. That's not to say it's going to stop the virus, because if the virus is present there, it's going to get out 
uh, like it's just going to be recirculated through the entire system. There, there is no way to stop a virus at this point with a mask or filtration. Just you know, we don't I, have a way to do it. What I want to say to these people, I still see people walking down the street in broad daylight with the sun shining on their face and they're wearing an N95 mask. It is unbelievable. It is it's driving me bonkers just to see these people. I mean, look, if you want to live in fear, I don't care. I, I really don't care. I mean, I know I said that it drives me bonkers and all, but at the end of the day, I really don't care. If you want to live in fear, that's on you. OK, that's on you. That's not on me. But and I'm not going to live in fear with you. No, I'm not going to live in fear with you. Absolutely not. I'm not going to bend uh, just because that's what you say that you want me to do. No, no, no. That's just no, no, that's ridiculous. Let me let me caveat this real quick. Yeah, if it's a situation to where I have a friend or family member that is immunocompromised and I'm visiting okay. them in their home All right, and fair. they ask me to wear a mask. Fine. Fair. fair. That, that, it's their home. But when you're going onto an airline that's public, that fair. everybody like. Yeah, and no, you're going to an outdoor wedding. You're going to an outdoor wedding. wedding. Yeah. Which, which uh, that that fact that they're going to an outdoor wedding says it very clearly that they're 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 petrified of fear with fear. It's just it's a lunacy. This next one is from a journalist at Slate magazine. OK, Slate, big left wing publication. Um, his name is Mark Joseph Stern, and uh, he has apparently so many problems that, well, we just don't exactly know where to start with it. He says we should decide whether air passengers must wear masks. A federal agency staffed with experts accountable to the president who is accountable to the people or 35 year old Trump judge in Tampa. Mm. So let's see here. Do I trust a local government or do I trust a federal government more? Yeah, local government every time. And Bruce, this last one, this last one is for you. This was this tweet was made by Jeffrey Tubin at CNN. Oh, yes. <laughs> the decision by the young Trump appointed federal judge ending the mask mandate in travel shows the federal judiciary has been turned into the Senate. Democratic and Republican judges live in different worlds and rule differently. Mm. I, I think he's more disappointed that he's not on a Skype call with that judge <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that is true by the way justice clarence thomas has returned to the supreme court after his stint in the hospital and he's returned to his duties and he's doing just fine he's doing just fine and i wish Very him good. all the best yeah absolutely wish him all the best give us a few more years clarence please <laughs> i'm begging you man please just give us a few more years i, I um, i'm still torn uh, i'm still torn on that man why? i i'm i'm uh if he was to retire and uh, they they put a leftist judge in now. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm at the point now to where it's like I don't see a way to fix it under the current system of things. So accelerating the demise would uh, it would be an inoculation. Yeah. See, here, here's the thing. What if we had a controlled ascent, a controlled crash now before they have the digital tracking system, before they have the social credit systems in place, we yeah. have it now. The people yeah. feel the pain now and then get the inoculation versus that kind of authoritarianism. Then when they start to try to roll it out, they're going to be like, "Uh, uh-uh, you ain't doing that here. And That's kind of what I'm hoping happens. Yeah. And, you know, this is the point you made. It's, it's interesting you bring that up. This is the point you made about uh, the cyber attacks and things like EMPs. That's literally like a last ditch effort for these people, because if you start disrupting the Internet, if you shut the Internet down, if you do a kill switch on the Internet, there's no digital IDs. You can forget that. That's not going to happen. It depends on that grid. 
It depends on that. You've got to have 5G and the coming 6G. You've got to have that for this social credit system. It doesn't work any other way. You have to have digital transactions. It has to be that way. If you EMP and fry everything and we're back to horse and buggy 200 years ago, digital IDs are gone. That's gone. That's that's going to be, I mean, we're going to be a long time away from that. Again, getting anywhere near that. It probably won't happen in our lifetime. Or maybe it would. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, we, we're pretty good at rebuilding uh, these days. But that's an interesting point. That, that is a very interesting point. They need to have the structure online, the infrastructure online, in order for all this to work. And I agree with you. If we crash now, if we can do a controlled descent, or if we can manage this crash landing, then as you said, there will be no digital IDs. The amount of people we're still seeing in the streets here in Germany protesting, those people aren't taking digital IDs. It's not going to happen. They're just not going to do it. It doesn't matter how much you squeeze them at this point. The government thought by dropping all the restrictions that the protests were going to die going into the spring and summer months. We've had beautiful days over here the last few weeks, and the protests have only gotten bigger. So they're kind of in a catch-22 right now. They're actually running around calling it inflation now. <laughs> the German word for vaccination is inf, so they're calling it inflation because that's what it's doing. That's what it's causing is that. So they have to try and play this this green agenda in this resource game while trying to juggle introducing the digital ID and the social credit system at the same time while it's being rejected on its face in the culture war. They have to win the culture war to have the, the social credit and the digital IDs. Do, do they not? They have to. Not necessarily. No. Um, here's the thing. This is how close I think we are. I'm kind of I'm not going to f like, OK, I'm not. How do I word this? I'm I'm not predicting it, but I am kind of predicting at the same time. End of the year, digital currency in the U.S. End of the year. I, I think that's that's the goal. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. But that I think is the goal. Hell, by the end of the year, they're going to have it, not at the end of the year. So they're going to have it anywhere between now and the end of the year is the goal. And you know what? I, I kind of feel like even if we had a crash now, it, it's coming down. We, we, we were kind of talking about yeah. it a little bit. Um, I, th I think so. Getting here. off the gold standard and everything. I, th it, I think it, we're, we're, yeah. yeah. I, th I think when it starts, I think it's going to start here. I think I'm going to be, yeah. I think I'm going to have a front row seat to it, to be honest. I think it's going to start the financial crash. I, I'm calling this right now. I think it's going to start in Germany. I believe that with Deutsche Bank. Uh, it, well, it'll, it'll, honestly, when that happens, it's going to happen everywhere else. Yeah. It's, it's just going to be a ripple effect. It's all going to yeah, come unravel. Yeah. It's like pulling a string at the end of a sweater. It's all going to come undone and you won't be able to stop so, it. So, it, it, when that happens, they're going to have to be like, well, we, we're, we're going to have to have a, uh, some other currency that we have better control of. So, so we know blah, 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 you know, all the all the BS that they're going to pull out no, and see, they're they going to try to. They need clarity for each transaction. Yeah, clarity. They, right. They need clarity. Right. Clarity. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, yeah. And you know where the clarity is going to be. It's going to be on your bank account, not theirs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to know right. exactly what you do. Their bank accounts are going to be swept under the rug, hidden. You're not going to see it. You have no access to it. Oh, but don't worry. You won't have to pay taxes anymore. That'll be taken out of your bank account immediately. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry oh, about filling can, out paperwork or any of that. Yeah, you can get those plant stakes now, too. Those are those are freely available. You can get those anytime you want. Um, okay, we're going to have to go. We're out of time. We didn't get to Disney today. I want to lead tomorrow with Disney. Uh, we'll talk about Disney tomorrow. Governor DeSantis is moving to end Disney's self-governing power. Apparently, they're completely autonomous. I didn't even know that. We're going to lead with that tomorrow. 
Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, we would love to hear from you. Please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would appreciate it very much if you would pass us along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. Do you know someone you're trying to wake up? Do you know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? Well, then we would very much appreciate it if you would send them our direction. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 